Hey there, we're so happy you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Navalai. And this is A World of Hopes. All right, Amy. Well, it's good to be back. I'm definitely ready to uh, spread some hope here. Looking forward to hearing your stories as well. But before we get there, uh, what's new with you? What's going on? Well, it's been a pretty, pretty mellow week for me. Uh, I guess one of one of my highlights was uh, getting to spend some time with a friend of mine uh, this weekend. She actually had um, her second baby boy. Oh, very cool! About almost a month ago. Yeah, since I'm, you know, fully vaccinated now and and they were ready to have guests over, um, I got invited over for, first of all, it was the most delicious dinner. It was so good, which just hanging out and having dinner would have been great. But I got brand new baby snuggles and it was like... <laughs> the best. Nice. It was perfect. Yeah. Her other little boy who um, is, I think he's three, he is just the cutest thing he like is so loving being a big brother um he's super super sweet with with the baby and um but i think what caught me off guard was he was like i i haven't seen him in a while (laughs) and um i walked in the door and he got so excited he's like he's full-on said my name like hi amy and like (laughs) came running up to me and gave me a big old hug and i was like (laughs) I, I wasn't expecting that, but oh my gosh, this is the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. And like, you are the sweetest kid. Thank you for making my day. Anyways, so that was a lot of fun. Um, there was just something, something about going to a friend's house to have dinner that I have like greatly missed. So it just, it felt, that felt so, so good. Yeah, to, I bet. Yeah. To hang out and, have a meal together and get to snuggle sweet sweet baby and smell the sweet baby (laughs) smells and then hand him off to dad when he made the not so pleasant diaper smells um that was fantastic um but no it was uh (laughs) it was a lot of fun and um my hope is that there's more of that on the horizon you know more meals together and time together and more hugs and I just, yeah, I definitely have missed that. It's that, uh, yeah, that human connection, man. Like that yeah. physical touch, we're just craving it. And yeah, it's great to, to get back to that. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, like you said, that, that continues and uh, that'd just be a great thing, you know? I'm hoping for more. So, so yeah, that was a nice, nice little treat that, um, that I didn't know ha- I had coming. So it, it made for a great week. How about you? What's going on with you these days? Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm just up here living that Idaho life, you know, <laughs> planting potatoes, like, <laughs> as you do. So I, I talked to a, a couple episodes back about how I, the process of getting my Idaho driver's license uh-huh. and how, you know, surreal that experience was and to see my, you know, California license stamped avoided. <laughs> right. Just, uh, so the second part of that is now I officially have my Idaho license plates on my car. So no longer oh. does it say California. Now it's the official wow. Idaho 
So just one step further away from Another California. Yeah, yeah, just a, a reminder that, yeah, I am, a, at least for now, an Idahoan. So. An Idahoan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Oh. Yeah. And it says Who famous knew? potatoes on my license. So, you know, just, well, uh, you I'm just fully embracing that spud life at this point. One of the world's greatest carbs. Gotta love it. <laughs> That's true. Very versatile, as I've come to find out. <laughs> There's something uh, a little a little sad, I guess, about taking the California plate off and replacing it with the Idaho. It's just changing of the guard, I guess, you know. And again, it's just one of those reminders that, yeah, things have changed, you know. Whether you uh, like to, to admit it or not, uh, you're, you're fully confronted yeah. with it. Things have changed. Yeah. I mean, you can fight it or you can embrace it, but either way, it has happened. Change has happened. That is true. Right now, I'm in between both of those things, but yeah, <laughs> I'm getting there to the embrace part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But let's say we uh, transition and bring in some hope to the conversation. What, what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, the article that I found for this week, uh, comes from the Good News Network. It made me happy. The headline is, Seven in 10 Americans agree that 2020 made them a better person. Oh, that's great. I'm sure along with many others, uh, I've spent a lot of time just kind of reflecting on the last year and the the lessons learned and um, just what that experience has taught me about different things. And there is something about being able to look for the silver lining regardless of what happened, you know, and to be able to see, um, see some good in something that was as horrible as, you know, life has been <laughs> for right. so many the last year. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's was the inspiration behind this very show because you and I really wanted to set out and, you know, show that, hey, even the darkest of times, like the sun's always shining behind the clouds. There's hope yeah, there. It's, it's always there. Yeah. So uh, according to this article, there was a survey that was done and the survey was conducted saying 74% of Americans say 2020 has made them more aware of the needs of others and has even helped them to become more selfless than ever before. That's great, by the way. Dude, 74%. That's a really large chunk of people, too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just, I loved that they um, focused on how people are um, kind of embracing this idea of neighborly love. Um, And one of the examples was that 87% of Americans uh, have donated a portion of their paycheck, uh, even though three in five experienced financial difficulties over the last year. That's impressive. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. And even things like going out of their way to take out their neighbor's trash, helping to walk their neighbor's dog, shoveling out a neighbor's car from the snow. The survey results showed that 72% said they found themselves caring about the health and well-being uh, of others significantly more um, than in the in the past year than before. So it just, you know, an increased awareness um, and, and dare I say even empathy towards others and what's going on with them. 
Yeah, and I, I like that, by the way, because, you know, if you were to watch, like, the mainstream news, <laughs> you'd think it's the opposite, you right? Because you're seeing yeah. videos of, like, people spitting on people, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, um, it's just encouraging me and helping me stay positive in knowing that the challenges of the last year are helping people um, just want to genuinely care for others. More, right. You know, there were so many different ways that 2020 was a diff- difficult year for so many people, but to have one of the most difficult years of our lives um, also be a time for the most growth. I just think there's something super significant and encouraging in that, you know, and, and I can even see it in just um, like today, for example, uh, one of our neighbors came over and brought us chocolate covered strawberries just because like, that's great. And, and a little thank you note, like just, you know, thank you for being our neighbors. And I was just like, that, that's really sweet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that's just awesome. little things, just little things. You know, and it's great because just a little act like that, man, it goes so far. It can completely turn yeah, your day around. Exactly. There's a lady who, um, I call her my honorary grandma since my grandparents are all gone uh, already, but she's a, a widow who, um, you know, she lives by herself. She's got no kids, no family close by. She's spitfire little 80-year-old woman. She's got a lot of health issues and mobility issues and whatnot. And um, and I just look at how the people in her neighborhood, how her neighbors have really, especially in this last year, stepped up to help her in all of these incredible ways. One of the the kids uh, next door comes over and walks her dog for her. The neighbor on the other side of her goes and gets her newspaper and puts it up on the top of her porch so she doesn't have to come all the way outside to get her paper in the morning. One of the other neighbors brings out her trash bins for her and puts them back after the the trash has, you know, been picked up and just, you know, all of these incredible ways that people are going above and beyond to help someone else. I've definitely seen it firsthand, but to, just to see it from this article, it just, it warmed my heart, made me feel happy. I love it because, you know, it's right there in black and white. You know, what, what we've been talking about is that, again, like in times of crisis or just in general, like people are inherently good, you know, <laughs> regardless of like what the media and social media and stuff would sometimes have you believe. In most cases, like people want to help each other. And and I think studies like this, you know, it, it just spells it right out, black and white. And mm-hmm. it just makes me uh, feel so good. And yeah, so hopeful, man. Like it's good to know that, especially in 2020, man, if there was ever a year people would just retreat to their own like little safe space and just say to heck with everybody, 2020 would have been it. And yeah. the fact that people actually decided to help even more like I, that's just a testament to just the greatness of humanity and uh you can't help but be inspired by that yeah and i think you know like you said it, it was definitely a year where i felt like it was like incident after incident after story after story of just all of these horrible things you know from one extreme to the other and you're just like I don't know how much more of this I can take because that's all you're hearing. You're just being pounded by it day yeah, after day. Just yeah. One thing after the other. So this just kind of was reassuring to me that like, you know, like we talk about the hope is there. The, the good people are there. There's still 
goodness and kindness and all these things happening around us every day. We just don't necessarily see it or hear it firsthand. So it just, it just brought me so much hope to know that this idea of being kind to our neighbors and caring about others is not dead. It's um, very much alive and well. Very much alive. Yeah. I like that. That's great. Yeah. So how about you? What articles do you have for us today? This is actually rather inspiring to me because, again, this is sort of taking a, what you could perceive as a tragedy and actually turning it into something extremely positive and hopeful. So at the age of 60, this lady by the name of Chen Lai suffered a stroke, which ended up temporarily paralyzing her on the, her right side, which just so happened to be her dominant side. So that was the hand she wrote with and everything like that. So she basically had to relearn how to do everything from brush her teeth to write to all of these things using her left hand and her left side. So she was going through that. And then one day, just out of boredom, she decided to pick up one of her kids' paintbrushes and she just decided to start painting with her left hand. And uh, lo and behold, she found out that she was actually pretty good at it. She got very good at it. Apparently, she was really inspired by uh, Bob Ross, which uh, (laughs) I'm sure most of us have been. A lot of us, uh, especially in our generation, grew up with Bob Ross. She had her happy little accident. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. And so it was great. She just basically like brought out this undiscovered talent. And if the stroke had never caused that paralysis, she might have never tapped into that. Today, she loves to paint. And she was actually inspired to start a Facebook page and create an awareness around a stroke and how to help people with strokes. And it's called, uh, coincidentally enough, Stroke of Hope. <laughs> And, uh, you know, here's where she posts her paintings uh, and, you know, she just raises awareness around, uh, you know, how to help stroke patients and how to prevent strokes and things like that. You know, and she's just had these like beautiful paintings and, you know, you can tell when you look at them, you you can tell she was inspired by Bob Ross. Uh, These are (laughs) very, uh, very soothing images that just create like nature paintings and you know you you just want to get lost in all the details and i'm telling you just just like a good bob ross painting you look at uh, one of chin lai's paintings and you, you just feel at ease and comforted and it's just so beautiful and and then when you pair that with the story like how this came about and how she discovered this talent and you know how she uh, embraced it right and just marched through the uh the pain of having to try to relearn everything, you know, I, dude, I, like, honestly, like, there's things like I can't even do well with my dominant hand now. And I can't even imagine trying to relearn <laughs> with my non-dominant hand and, and to actually like be good at it. Uh, that, that's just impressive to me. And what's inspiring about it is suffering through the stroke and everything, you know, it'd be very easy to be downtrodden about that and just kind of sink into yourself and like well what's the point like you know get frustrated she marched on and she actually was determined and just through sheer luck she unlocked this talent just by being tenacious about her recovery and everything and uh to me that's uh that's really inspiring and it just goes to show that you know if you just push forward like you know as uh walt disney said right keep moving forward and you never know what doors you're unlock and and in this case you, you might find that you become a master painter, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> Very cool. 
yeah, it was definitely my story of hope. We'll definitely uh, link the story in our show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. Uh, check out some of Chen Lai's paintings. I, I think you'll be inspired as well. Very cool. All right. Well, before we get out of here, as we like to do, uh, Amy and I are going to offer up a recommendation, something that we've been enjoying that, uh, hey, we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what do you have for us this week? Well, I've got a movie that uh, I'm going to recommend, mostly because I actually, like, after the fact, read some of the reviews. And the reviews on it are mixed. But I think what um, caught my attention for this movie was mostly kind of the musical elements to it. Uh, The movie is called Begin Again. Ah, okay. And it's on um, Amazon Prime. You can watch it. You can either like rent it through Amazon Prime or uh, IMDb TV. You can watch it. They just have the ads every so often or whatever that you have to endure. But um, otherwise, you can watch the movie um, in its entirety there for free. And um, it's uh, a rated R movie, mostly for language and maybe some theme, thematic elements. It came out, I believe, in 2014. And I think one of the things that really caught my eye, aside from the music, are just the a lot of the roles in this movie I don't know, it was very unexpected. So Mark Ruffalo is one of the main characters and he plays a music executive guy kind of struggling. It, it becomes evident that he's got some uh, issues going on <laughs> and it's uh, don't get him all angry. about <laughs> not exactly Hulk moments, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it just, it was a very different, you see a different side to him in this movie, which I enjoyed, but it's all about his uh, chance encounter with Kira Knightley's character in this movie, who, by the way, uh, she sings. Like, I had no idea that she sings. And it's actually pretty decent. Like, she, I, I like the songs that she does in the movie. Um, but she plays a singer-songwriter, a new singer-songwriter, whose uh, famous boyfriend in the movie happens to be played by Adam Levine. Which is of course. Like, nice. You know, one of those moments where I'm like staring at this guy going, why does this guy look and sound so familiar? And then it finally like clicked for me who it was. And I was like, oh my gosh. Just a, a very different, a different side of, of, of these people. I've never, I don't know. I've never seen them play roles like this, I guess is what the main point is. But um, I also love James Corden is in the movie and I love him. But uh, the movie is, you know, obviously got lots of music in it. It's all about how they sort of re <laughs> Mark Ruffalo's character has to reinvent himself and, and um, kind of how Keira Knightley's character is able to um, use her music um, to kind of bring about healing, which for me, like there's so many, um, you know, songs that I think of or, even just a simple song lyric or whatever that just brings so much meaning to certain situations or songs that bring, you know, that little bit of healing. So I don't know. There was yeah, just lots of, lots of moments for me where I was like, ah, oh, yes, I so feel this. That's cool. I, I have not watched that movie in a number of years and now you have me wanting to watch it again. I, I will agree. Like it's, it's definitely a, a great role for Mark Ruffalo. Like he, you definitely see him in a different light. Yeah, and I think like his his character's sort of growth throughout the movie, the way you see him work, um, and, and as you learn more about him and what's going on, like you definitely understand 
and have I at least I did I had empathy for him like and I understood yeah. like yeah. why he's he's struggling the way he is but then you see yeah everything kind of come together much like you know when he's in his music executive mode and he is you know thinking about how to produce you know a song and the sounds and bring in this instrument and have this happen here and have this you know swell and build and you know it's it was just really cool to see that happen visually in the movie and then also through his character so i don't know it was enjoyable it was it was an unexpected find for me like i don't even remember how i stumbled on it but then I watched it and I had the song stuck in my head and I was like, I have to watch it again. <laughs> so I just bought it because I, I watch it often. Oh, there if you go. Not for the music alone, but yeah, I, there's, you know, I think even CeeLo makes an appearance. There's all kinds of like familiar faces as you're watching. You're like, who's that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, an enjoyable watch if you're just looking for something pleasant to uh, entertain yourself with. Um, it's definitely, I think, worth a watch. So begin again. I like that. It's a good pick. Thanks. How about you? What do you got for us? Well, I also have a, a movie. And uh, this, this film is currently on Netflix. And it's called uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's funny. So before watching this film, I read a review of it that described it as a Ronald Dahl type story brought to film. And, you know, watching it, I, I can see that because it definitely has a lot of whimsy to it. Mm. And it stars uh, Sam Neill, who's just absolutely splendid. You know, he he's kind of reminds me of a, a Ron Swanson character, the way this starts off, like somebody who's <laughs> very much into his own thing and uh, you know, because the premise of the film is like there's this orphan kid who's played by uh, Julian Dennison. He's adopted by uh, the, this couple, you know, and Sam Neill happens to be the other half of this couple. But, you know, he's not really about this. <laughs> like You could tell it was not his idea to bring in this boy. And so he just really wasn't having it. Shortly into the film, like the mother or his wife ends up passing away. And so then it just becomes about this story with these two people who really to start off don't like one another uh <laughs> but because the boy like ends up running away and somehow sam neil finds them in the forest they just go on this like grand adventure like through the woods and at some point they're running from law officials because they think that Sam Neill has basically kidnapped this kid or there was foul play because they find the wife, you know, there and they're just like, what's going on? Anyway, it's just such an endearing tale from start to finish. It, it really is. There's a lot of whimsy. And dude, Julian Dennison is just so hilarious. And if you're not familiar with him, uh, he actually starred in the new Godzilla vs. Kong movie. He plays the best friend of Millie Bobby Brown's character. Uh, but this guy's delivery is just so great. And he's just so hilarious uh, throughout this film with, you know, the way he and Sam Neill play off of each other is just magical. Like, I was just enthralled from start to finish. And it's just a fun, whimsical movie. And at the end, uh, it just leaves you just feeling uh, fulfilled, man. Like, your heart is full. <laughs> at the end of the movie and it, it's just fun it's just such a fun movie i would say it's great for families it's just one of those uh, films that yeah i think everyone will enjoy you know there's enough to laugh at there's some sad moments and just overall uh 
has just a wonderful experience from start to finish. Film's been out since 2016, and uh, you know I'm I'm surprised that uh, I'm just now watching it. So because it's it's really good, and typically I love almost anything that Sam Neill is in. So how this has <laughs> flown under my radar for this long, I'm not sure. But I'm glad I watched it, and I I couldn't recommend it more. So Hunt for the Wilder People uh, on Netflix. Check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Nice. Sounds like a great pick. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. We would absolutely love to have you on this podcast journey with us. And if you would like a little extra hope to carry you through between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. We are at AWO Hopes. We're there sharing and spreading hope and smiles throughout the week. And we'd love to connect with you there and, uh, and hear your stories of hope on Instagram. So come find us. Until next time, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, dude, what's that girl from Stranger Things name? Like Millie, Millie Bobby something? Is it Millie Bobby Brown? Is that her name? From Stranger Things? The one that played yeah. Eleven? Yeah yeah. 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 Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah. Okay. If you're not familiar with him and you've watched the new Godzilla vs. Kong film, he's in there. He plays the buddy of Millie Bobby Joe. <laughs> wow. You're just making up things now. <laughs> Millie Bobby Joe? Where did... <laughs> So they wanted to make her really, really Southern. Okay. I I can't get through an episode without having a train wreck moment at some point.